repeat but uh welcome back we've uh haven't been around a couple weeks uh life kind of got a hold of everybody and I'll... islanders home opener is that was that why you weren't around or islanders islanders excuse me not home opener season opener that's oh. why i couldn't do last week uh well i didn't even hear from you last week <laughs> so yeah so, all right well yeah. hockey takes over the podcast I suppose. uh and it's quite appropriate is, uh, we're doing a very hockey-esque episode today. A spooky hockey. Yeah, so if you don't spooky. like if you don't like hockey, this is not a episode for you. Or unless you want to just kind of delve into the mysterious shit going on in hockey. Um. So uh, for those of you who haven't been listening to the podcast since we started almost four years ago. Uh, Tom's a very big Islanders fan. He started liking the Islanders when his wife told him to. <laughs> That's kind of. <laughs> I'm not going back since. I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, as for uh, as for me, I really uh, don't really care too much about hockey. I've uh, I was a Ranger. I was a very big Rangers fan in the mid '90s when I think a lot of people in New York were. Uh, I kind of drifted away from hockey for a while, and then I kind of came back. Uh, I started going to a lot of Devils games with a good friend of ours, Triple D, and kind of leaned more toward that side of uh, of the tri-state area, I guess you could say. Uh, but I, I, to be honest, I haven't really paid attention to hockey in maybe like 10 years. So I like to consider myself a free agent. Uh I I'll root for all three of the the tri-state area teams and Buffalo if it, if it suits me. But I give two shits who's winning, who's losing. So that's just how I stand. With that out of the way, um, so your uh, your hockey knowledge is like my basketball knowledge. Yes, <laughs> we would pretty much be on par with how we would put our fandom on that. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to say. That. Because you're not that big of a, uh, of a basketball fan. No, that's not true. I, I think I know more people in basketball than I do in hockey right now. Most because I can't pronounce about 90% of the people in hockey. But that's true. I, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know who plays anymore. I, re- I don't know. I mean, at least with like basketball, like a lot of guys stick around for 20 years. Baseball, same thing. See, Football, I can't pronounce their names. Basketball. <laughs> well, you know LeBron James. Fuck him. Oh. Who's that lady? Yeah. But uh, hockey, I don't know. I don't know a single fucking person. Like, I uh, I know the Devils were t- kind of doing decent for a little bit there. Like, I, I kind of keep up with who's doing well and whatnot just to kind of stay in the know. Uh, I don't know who the fuck is playing. Who uh, The Devils goalie I knew. I think it was... Was it Corey Schneider? He's on the Islanders. He's on the <laughs> See, all right, well, I know him. You see, I know him. <laughs> and I think Zach Parisi still plays, right? He's on the Islanders. He's on the Islanders. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. You see, I know, right, there we go. I know two people, and they're both on your team. But Zach Parisi yeah. was playing was playing when I was kind of into hockey. So when I remember he got traded last year. Was it last year or the year before? And I was like, holy shit, like he's still playing? So I was very pleasantly surprised that there was someone I knew still playing hockey professionally. But yes. yeah, I don't. He, really he was know. a free agent. We picked him up in the off season. Oh, is that what it was? I thought he got traded to the to the Devils I'm, uh, to the Islanders? Okay, so you see, there you go. That shows you. No, no, no. Yeah, so I'm not a big hockey guy. I, I it is a fun sport to watch live. That I'll get. It's the best sport but, to watch live. Uh, I think. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What is better than that? 
Uh, I'll have to go with uh, Badman. There you go. That is very exciting. Curling. There you go. Long as on ice, that's my sport. Two sports, right? That in there. All right, so well, tonight we have three subjects. Very different from one another. Um, and three uh, very interesting stories. So I guess... Yes. Uh, why don't you start us off with the... Uh, well, you pick one, and then I'll take, we'll take it from there. I say we stick with the one I know as the middle one. <laughs> so we kind of don't get that. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we are in the, we are in the spooky season. It is, uh, it is our favorite time of the year. Yeah. And I figured, why don't we do something since hockey started and now we have the, the spooky season. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about some, uh, gory, tragic, however you want to look at it, stuff. That's in the world of hockey. Tie it all and I together. think probably one of the biggest ones, and I'm just going with um, professional hockey. It may not be. The, the, the story that we're going to talk about was um, they were not a American team. It was actually, a, I believe, a Russian team. They were a Russian team in the KHL. Mm-hmm. And Is that the they, Kremlin Hockey It league? was the Yak Service Flight 9633. Yes, uh, and on September seventh, two thousand eleven, it was they had um, they had chartered the a plane. It was like a hundred. It was a like a pretty big plane, like a, a minimum of a hundred passenger plane. And they had the um, the hockey team on it. Most of the coaching staff, the training staff, and they had some uh, youth players actually on there too. And all but one of the forty five people on board were uh, killed. Wow. So, I mean, this isn't anything new in sports. I know uh, Marshall had a plane crash. We've uh, we've discussed this. If you play sports, do not fucking fly. Yeah. Don't fucking fly. Don't get on a plane. Don't fly a plane. Don't John Madden, I never agreed with him on anything, but he did not like planes. No. No, he always... Uh, he, he had his he, big was, Madden bus. Yeah, he took a big-ass bus. Uh, yeah, so the one guy that uh, did survive was like the engineer, wasn't it? Uh, yes, he was. He was, I believe, part of the um, part of the flight crew. Yeah, he was the aircraft mechanic, nice. which really doesn't bode well when you have a, a mechanic on the plane mm-hmm. for its flight. Like, I don't want anyone doing any repairs on my plane while it's in the middle of the uh, the air. Mm-hmm. You, you do that shit when you're on the ground. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was, th- there was actually a few people in, um, that were NHL players that this happened, but I guess the, uh, the plane crashed. It, um, it overran the runway in some Russian airport. I can't pronounce it. Um, before briefly, uh, lifting off, it struck an antenna mass, catching fire and crashing into the banks of the Volga river. Really? Now, I don't know what an antenna mast is, but, I mean, this is a big plane. Right. Like, how, what what could this have hit that it would have caused this thing to, like, pretty much spiral out of control into a ball of flames? Like, that's what I, I just, I I don't know what an antenna mast is. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this now. I have, uh, I have no idea what this is. I Google what it is. It's like a uh, antenna mass. As you see, we do much research. Mm-hmm. But uh, while you're looking that up, it um, looks like a says- satellite kind of thing, like an antenna, <laughs> almost like the top oh. of the Empire State Building. So pretty much just a big piece of metal. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that that a a single piece of metal like that could take out an entire plane. Well, you got to think like it probably did it get caught. It get caught on something, right? No, it just said it hit it and then it, it caused a fire. That's what I mean. Like it, it, it something. But yeah, I don't that know, fucking maybe, mechanic was not doing his job. It's like the brain, like you know, when you hit someone in the head, like it just fucking shuts the entire body down. Yeah. So, that, so it can cuss. It can cuss the plane. Yes. But um, the subsequent investigation determined that there were uh, several 
malfeasance done with this, um, including poor training and incorrect calculation of takeoff speed by the flight crew, which, I don't know, you're flying planes, you should kind of, like, you should kind of know, like, it's routine. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I never understood that with these, with the, like, planes should almost automatically be, like, not really uh, manned. I mean, it, it, they have autopilot on them when they're in the air. You'd think that, that like, you're, pretty much your job is to get off the ground and get on the ground. Mm-hmm. While you're in the air, you don't have to really do much. Well, I mean... So, I just don't understand it, it, that. It is a Russian plane. <laughs> you know? He's it, probably fucking drunk on some vodka I mean, or something. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really trust too many things not, not built in America or Japan. I think anything else that's, outside the world, you're, you're asking for trouble. I mean, Russia Cars. just has no money. India, India's got to be the worst. So I would never fly an Indian airline. Is and one of our, uh, <laughs> one of our friends actually has to go there regularly for work, and I would be scared shitless. I'd be like, you know, what? I'm gonna fucking take a yak from, I don't know, Afghanistan, and because I would not want to get on an Indian airline. I'm with you. They I'm just fucking you. go missing in the ocean. Like, I'd rather swim across the Atlantic than take a fucking Indian airline plane. Yeah. Fucking camels on the runway, like, just dragging the plane along. I, I just... I, that is not what I what I want. Right. But then uh, they said that there was also an inadvertent application of wheel braking by one of the pilots who had improperly placed his feet on the pedals. Like, what the... Like, it has pedals? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? No. I had never yeah. flew a plane. I don't know how to fuck... I thought you just kind of, like, uh, you know... Press a couple of buttons, take the steering, and just kind of push it down to kind of, uh, you know, ascend. No, no, no. They got they, they got shifts and gears and all this stuff. Well, pedals. I'm thinking pedals like like foot, like you know, gas pedals and brake pedals. That's yeah. What they, I'm they yeah they get to apply the brake. Yeah. But they they it's a lever, right? No, the lever is for the engine. Okay, so a brake is like a brake. Like a real brake. It's break. literally like a brake pedal. I, th- this is breaking news to me. I never knew yeah. that. I never been behind the wheel of a plane. You never played like a flight flight simulator game? Um, Pilot Wings for Super Nintendo. <laughs> that count? Well, your controller was lacking the uh, foot pedals on it. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I, I never played anything else besides that. But then in a, a very a, – another Russian part of this was – it was later revealed that the pilot had used false documents to obtain permission to fly the aircraft and that both crew members lacked training necessary to fly this. So all three of them were completely unqualified to fly this plane. But it's just so Russian that they're – you know, I could see someone like, well, you know, I need money because the fucking potatoes in the cupboard ran out. So let's just fucking <laughs> hop in a plane and we'll make some money that way. It's just – it's such a Russian thing to do. Yeah, that definitely sounds like his, his ten kids need dinner, so he's yeah. gonna fly. A, he's gonna take a, a independent job as a, as a pilot. So yeah, I mean, it, and it, this had nothing to do with weather. Like you know, I mean, you hear about planes going off the the runway because of weather. You know, like rain, ice, wind. They said that it was there was light winds, good visibility, and temperatures were sixty four degrees, which in Russia is like a fucking heat wave, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it just did, uh, pretty much it did not do any good when it was on the runway. It was just, it was, from all the numbers, it seems like it was completely, the takeoff was just not good by, like, a good amount of feet. Like, we're talking, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I know it's a plane, but, like, a thousand feet is a pretty big thing to miss in my eyes. That'd be, like, a few hundred feet in... Or even like a hundred feet in a car, mm-hmm. that'd be like turn left and you you just go into someone's yard instead of their driveway. <laughs> I mean, th- this is. I, I just uh, the uh, but, uh, so you mentioned the mechanic was the uh, the sole survivor. His name was Alexander Sizov S I Z O V. Uh, he he was in the passenger cabin when um, the plane went down, and he was just burnt pretty much head to toe um he uh was hospitalized and then he kind of was uh 
discharged maybe like a month and a half later as being okay. You got to imagine the um, the amount of mental. I don't even know how to put it, mental stress or like, think you're the only person that survived. Oh yeah, you're always wondering like why was it me? Yeah, like yeah, why why did everyone else go and I survived? Like it just kind of. You know, but then you got to look at it the opposite end too, because this guy is looks like fucking Freddy Krueger now. I mean, he probably had a you know people. The women are all right, but the men the men can be a little rough looking. You know mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're a little bit of the manly manly men looking. You know, like that's a hard life to live there. So Beers now you're not only at the hard, you have that road hard and left. Yeah. This guy's got to have it terrible. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, you know, I'd rather have just fucking perished. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, like, with these planes, everything inside of them is, like, completely toxic. They say, like, if you do survive the crash, the initial crash, like, you hit the ground and you make it through like bouncing around in this tube. The thing that's going to kill you is like all the fumes from in there. Cause it's all like made with like toxic shit. It's the same thing. Kind of like a, uh, um, trailer, like mm-hmm. a, a mobile home. Yeah. Like when, when a trailer catches on fire, it like the colors of, of flame that come out of it are like, it's, it's bad. I've seen a few trailers go up from, you know, my job and it, you don't want to be by it. It's just, it's like asbestos and fucking plastics and really? chemical fucking insulation. It's just, it's, it's not good. That sucks. Um, yeah, so he survived. Uh, you got 26 players on board the team. They died. Usually, like you said, a couple of NHL guys, uh, a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing 18, 21, 20, 23. Um, and you have some of the staff, Alexander Kopistev, Igor Korolev, I'm butchering these names, and then Brad McCrimmon. <laughs> he was the Irish guy on the team. He actually was the Canadian guy on the team. <laughs> he was the head coach. <laughs> and uh, there was another guy who survived because he did not uh, go on the plane. That was Jorma Valtanen, who he was the goalkeeper coach. He stayed behind to work with the junior team. That's this is like the Buddy Holly story, kind of like uh, uh, who gave his seat up. Uh, someone gave their seat up to Buddy Holly. Oh, it was uh, famous. It was guy. Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly. Buddy, they died, but someone or maybe he gave it up to Richie Valens. He gave his seat to Richie Valens so he can get home. Was it was it Cat Stevens? No, it wasn't Cat Stevens. That that different. Um, that was a different time frame. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gotta look this up really fast. This is gonna bother the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not... Shit. Talk while I'm looking this up. <laughs> okay. Don't talk. I'm looking it up too because it's a race Waylon now. Gen- was it Waylon Jennings? No, it might have been now that I'm seeing his name in here. Shit, come on. Well, anyway, yeah, so it was Waylon Jennings. Oh, okay. But, but, and it was Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly learned that Jennings was not going to fly. He said in just, well, I hope your old bus freezes up. And Jennings responded, well, I hope your old plane crashes. And then he started doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> you know what, though? I, me and Waylon that. Jennings have something in common. Because if me and my wife get into a fight, I usually wish uh, diarrhea on her. And a few times it's happened. <laughs> so. Well, remind me never to we piss you off. We both have that wishing, uh, wishing bad on someone. <laughs> mm. But, uh. Actually, two of it, it, funny story about this, and this is one of the reasons why I uh, I wanted to pick this story. Um, one of the players that was actually on the team, uh, Joseph v- uh, Vazacek, he actually played for the Islanders, and he was actually a pretty good player for us. I, not like you know a great scorer or anything, but he had he played for us for one season. 
he had 16 goals, 19 assists, and 53 penalty minutes. But he was just he was like one of those uh, grinder players, mm-hmm. and I really liked that about him. And the other one was, and uh, it must have been, this was probably right around when I uh, had gotten my computer. Like, I got my first computer, and one of the games I got was like NHL 90, whatever it was. I forget what year. It might have been like 2004, maybe. NHL 04 or something. And Pavel Dimitra was on there. And he was just, for whatever reason, he was the player on the game. And I always got him on my team because I would always make my own teams. And he was one of the players that I always put on. Like. So I always liked him. And when I heard that those two had uh, were on the plane and died, I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't. I actually, I, didn't, I remember him. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was on the plane. It was the, He was on the Kings, wasn't he? Yep, he was a king. That's right. Yeah. I'm looking at yeah, right. He's pictured with the Kings jersey. There he is. Huh. Yeah, I remember yeah. him. Huh. And he was always such a good player on that game that, I, like, him and, uh, like I said, uh, Joseph Vazicek were two, like, I was like, wow, that kind of sucks. You know how I remember him is because uh, NHL 94, which is considered, like, one of the greatest hockey games of all time, I used to, um, when I used to, I, I would play the shit out of the Rangers, but after a while I got bored playing as the Rangers, so I became... Gretzky was on the Kings at the time, so I played as the Kings a lot, and I remember his name always kind of popping up, so that's probably kind of how I remember him. Um, yeah. Huh. I, I, I didn't know that. Learning a lot tonight. But yeah, I guess uh, witnesses reported that when the aircraft hit the, the mast, it like burst in the flames, so I guess that. Um, another one... I, Again, this is extremely Russia for you. You have three different witnesses saying three different things. One said that there was a that it hit the mast and it burst in the flames. Another one reported that the engine just went silent right before the crash. Hmm. So you either have an explosion of fire or you have complete silence. And then another one said that it hit a tree. But I guess um, surveillance cameras that were mounted on the mass recorded the approaching um, Yak-42 at a high speed, running off the edge of the run- uh, runway, only meters above the ground, with its nose pulled up moments before impacting the mass. So it, it was confirmed via Russian TV, because we all know that that's probably real reliable, is that <laughs> it hit the mast. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, you got to think about this. Like, imagine, imagine being the owner of that team, and like, literally, you have nothing left now. Like, your entire, like, everything's gone. The only one that's left is your goalie coach, or whatever it was. Yeah, the goalie coach. Whoever you said to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just got to be a, a kick in the teeth. Like, how do you like even come back from that? Do you, like, let's put it in your shoes. You're the owner of this uh, this team. Do you just say I'm the or do you try to rebuild? Well, well, first of all, I mean, you can't really play that rest of that season unless you mm-hmm. just kind of do like a uh, um, the re- or like a replacements kind of thing and just have your average Joes playing hockey. Um, but uh, it's funny you mention that because they chose to cancel the rest of that season, you know, and they chose uh, the. Uh, Participated in the 2011-2012 in the Russian Major League, VHL. Um, and actually made the playoffs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess he, I guess they did come back. I mean, again, like, it, it probably, I don't know what they did. Maybe they had, like, a, uh, a draft, like, a, uh, almost like a uh, expansion draft kind of thing. It just took two guys from every team and just, I don't know what the fuck they do over there. Maybe they all drank and whoever was still uh, standing by the end of the night made the team. Whoever passed out first, that's who goes to the team. Yeah, yeah, or that, yeah, that could happen too. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, just for, it, it, I, I always liked those two guys and it was always one story that it, 
it was so Russian and from like the news that I remember hearing about it because of all the wacky shit that was involved with it with like the pilots being bad, the 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 witnesses, and then that the players that I two players that I specifically liked that were on it. It was just a, it was to me it was always just an unusual story and it was a really dark day for I guess like you know hockey around the world. Was it, I mean, was it the you, you got to think about died? this. How many how many charters right now are out there with teams flying? I mean, this could happen to any, this could happen to any team. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's 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 scary to think that. Yep. Oh yeah, man. Anything. That's why. That's why. Like a lot of times when a flight's delayed, <clears throat> it really could be anything. It could be. I, and I heard this. Uh, we coming home from our honeymoon. Our flight was delayed a while, and one they said one of the reasons why was because, as stupid as this is, one of the um, luggage checks, like the cabinets, wouldn't close. So they had to delay the flight <laughs> until they fixed it, and it's it just simple shit like that could go wrong and could cause it could cause a lot of shit. So that's uh, you know, like you said, it, it, anything can happen, man. It could be the simplest fucking thing, and it could cause so much shit. It's like a butterfly effect. Yeah, but then you could have a flight with fucking fifty slurs on it, literally drunk and fighting on the thing and nothing happens. Yeah, like the 86 Mets. <laughs> I was saying the fl- the flight from Al. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that too. <laughs> but the, the 86 Mets as well, they, they, hand in hand. Not the sidetrack. I know you're a big 86 Mets guy. Did you ever watch the, um, they just, it just came out a month ago, it was the, um, that 30 for 30, they did like a four-part series on the 86 Mets. Oh, you really should check it out. Really check. Is it going to disappoint me? What was that? Is it going to disappoint no. me? No. No. I mean, Gary Carter is pretty much spotlighted throughout the entire thing. As an angel, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not Catching even angel. Yeah. Again, well, I don't want to sidetrack, but they pretty much have. Uh, Lenny Dykstra said he's like everybody on the team was fucked up, but Gary Carter. <laughs> he's like he, he goes. <laughs> I tried so hard to get that guy to take pills or anything, and he just wouldn't fucking do it. I put it in his locker. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't do, he didn't take anything. So they, they yeah, you really should check it out. I, I think it's, I'm a Yankee fan, and I thought it was phenomenal. So if I think that, you, you might get a real kick out of it. It's okay. really good. Yeah, check it out. It's on, uh, I'm sure you could go on ESPN.com and watch it. So, but all right, well, so moving on. Um, this next one, uh, we could talk about, cause I, I actually know a little about this guy because I, I've watched him play. Um, and when you bought this information to me today, I really was kind of blown away cause I had no idea. And it's probably a name I just kind of forgot about over the years. And that's, uh, Mike Danton. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know Mike Danton, he was a center. He played four seasons in the NHL, I believe two for the Devils and two for the Blues. Uh, he was drafted by the Devils in the 2000 draft, I think he was like yes. 161st. Or he was very 135. Okay, I was I was a little close, but uh, he was he was up there or down there, however you want to make it. Um, I remember watching. I, I between 2002 2003, I was at a Devil game a lot because um, uh, Triple D had an extra ticket, and so I kind of took the ticket and just kind of went with him a lot. Um, after the Blues lost the Stanley Cup in 2004, he was arrested three days later for conspiracy to murder, um, to commit murder, sorry. Uh, so basically what he did was he hired a hitman to kill somebody. It's been speculated that he was trying, he wanted to get his, um, his agent at the time. Um, his agent was, uh, David Frost, um... Kind of not to jump around a little bit, but apparently David Frost um, was his coach in uh, the junior hockey league and uh, was not a good guy. Was uh... Anyway, well, not to, not to jump that far ahead. Basically what he did, he hired a hitman who ended up being... He was actually a police dispatcher. Yeah, he was, he was an undercover police dispatcher. Um, 
he Stanton said pretty much. I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Basically, like Frost was controlling Danton in ways that he shouldn't have been as an agent. Um, yes. Forced him to estrange him. And this is allegedly. He uh, forced him to estrange himself from his parents. Um, hit Frost and a group of his, uh, I guess, players that he was an agent for abused Danton's younger brother. I'm, I'm assuming sexually from what you're about to hear. Um, there was a taped telephone call where Frost forced Danton to plead, he said, plead guilty, and he ends the conversation demanding Danton to say, I love you, um, which fueled a, some kind of homosexual relationship between the two. Uh, in 2006, Frost was charged with 12 counts of sexual exploitation related to acts on three females and four males between the ages of 14 and 16, alleged to have occurred during the time that Frost is Danton's junior hockey coach with the Quint Hawks in Canada. Um, he was acquitted on all charges. Um... Basically, nothing really happened to him. He just kind of just there was no evidence for any of these claims. But um, yeah, so Denton he spent four years in jail before uh, being released, and he spent the last six months of his sentence in a Canadian prison. <laughs> now, not to get off topic and get off this, but this is just a question about this. Okay. You have this guy who's a piece of shit. You're a judge in this case. This guy's a piece of shit. It's David Frost. And Danton, who has been abused by this guy, he's abused other people, he has this checkered past. I don't know if I could sit there and really be mad at Danton for what he did. Oh, no, I think he was, uh, in a way, he was almost... Uh, well, this is the thing, is that if there's no evidence, wrong. did he do it? I'll make a right. Yeah, did he do it? This could be just, Dan could be just off his rocker making claims. It, but again, if there's no, if a tree, you know, falls in the forest and no one's around, did it fall? Or does it make a sound, you know? Like, if you can't really say, well, you know, I believe him. He played hockey. He seems like he's trustworthy. Throw him in jail. Like, it's just, uh, the law doesn't work that way. As much as I believe it, I, I, which I think it's true. Yeah. I think this guy was a piece of shit, and he uh, he probably molested a bunch of kids. Um, there was no evidence, and no one really came forward to um, to accuse him, besides Danton. Mm-hmm. So Danton takes pretty much... I mean, what Danton did was, like you said, two wrongs don't make it right. What he did was wrong. Like, you can't just kill somebody. Uh, I would have personally just beat the shit out of him, <laughs> you know? Lisa. Yeah, I mean, you're a fucking hockey player. You you got a little bit of yeah. You got I mean, a little bit of yeah. And he was a, and Dan's a big dude, so I'm not really. Well, actually, no, he wasn't a big dude. <laughs> he was only five nine, hundred ninety pounds. But still, a hockey player, you're in there with some of the toughest sons of bitches in the world. You could hold your own. Yeah. Um. Really crazy, uh, his career pretty much just, that was it. He didn't play in the NHL after that. He uh, returned um, to hockey. He played um, in the Swedish professional club for a season. Um, and then he retired for good in uh, 2014. He just pretty much bounced around a lot of, like, European leagues. So, uh, the, uh, well, what, he, what was interesting about him is that, like, he kind of did it, like, in reverse. Yeah. Obviously, Canada's crazy with their hockey. So, like, they have junior leagues, and they got you know the Quebec League, and all these all these junior hockey leagues. That is pretty much like it's trade school. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they these kids don't go to like I mean they go to they go to high school, but pretty much they're playing hockey. Like that's where they get into, mm-hmm. and then they get drafted at like young ages to then go play junior hockey, and then hopefully with the the goal of making the um you know the pros. Yeah. They don't. A lot of players in Canada and not so much the United States. A lot of the United States U.S.-born players will go to like you know Notre Dame, Maine, um, Cornell, you know the big hockey, Michigan, all the all the major hockey colleges. Right. Canada is not like that. They like I said, it's almost like a trade school. And he goes to prison. While in prison, enrolls in a a college program. 
gets out of prison and he starts playing for university hockey. So he's like, he's already played in the pros and now he's playing with college kids as like an older guy, but it, he's a freshman. It, it, <laughs> I guess he, you know, made an impression there that he still, you know, obviously had some skills. So then he, he went to where you said, it's like the 30 year old going to a college party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's relatively but, young. He was born in 1980. Yes. So when his career was over, he was only 24 years old. Yeah. Which is like, you're not even at your prime yet. No. I, you're you're uh, barely got any skills unless you're you know one of the major players out there. Yeah. But for where he was, he was probably just getting into where he would be comfortable mm-hmm. in you know professional hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because with his last name of Danton, he actually his national team that he can play for was not Canada; it was Poland. Yeah, didn't he? Well, he changed his name. I think he chose to change his name. He was born Michael Sage Jefferson, um, and he changed his name, uh, last name to Danton because I think he uh, he went to school with somebody with that name, and he thought it was a cool name, so he ended up changing his name. So he was a fake pole. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> um. Well, like. I... Again, you know, he's, he went to a Canadian, like when Mike Tyson went to prison, everyone knew Mike Tyson, R. Kelly, everyone knows R. Kelly. They probably have them in, um, probably like more of a, uh, they're not in general pop. They're not out with the gangbangers, this and that and the other. Him being, again, Canada is totally different. Was he, I wonder if he was in general population. Or was he, like, put in a special housing well, he, unit because of him being he a professional? He originally served in America because that's where the crime was. Uh, and then the last oh, okay. six months he went to a Canadian prison. Um, no one in America, no one had no idea who the fuck this guy was. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he went to Gen Pop. <laughs> but, I mean, then again, who knows? I mean, you could be a sports figure of lesser recognition, recognition and they could have just kind of... I'm sure, I mean, I never heard of this, um, but that's me because I don't know anything about hockey. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Triple D knows this. Uh, so um, something like that, like a high-profile case, then, yeah, he, then maybe he was kind of like put away from everybody else just for that reason. But I can't see anyone really wanting to go get him. He, he tried to kill a child molester. <laughs> I think uh, I think that kind of gets your points. Yeah, I mean, it, you it, it's funny because if you're in prison and you molest children, like you were, you're going to get raped and you're going to get beat the, the shit beat out of you. Like, I wonder if it's different if you like if you attack a child molester and that's why you're in prison. Do, like, are you like considered more like, hey, you're the cool kid? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know from personal experience. I, I know a few uh, a few corrections officers. Maybe we can ask them. But uh, if I had a, I mean. I'd be like, hey, good for you, pal. I wish you kind of went through. I wish it kind of happened. I wish you killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad at you that you didn't go through with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shank you because you just didn't <laughs> have the balls to go through with it. <laughs> I always find it funny, too. Like, if you're going to do a murder for hire, you see, it, you see it all the time in the news. And mainly it's out of Florida. <laughs> just because yeah, Florida, Florida is our Russia when it comes to crazy news stories. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people are paying, like, five grand. Like, your significant other is only worth five grand to you to, like, get rid of her. Mm. I mean, I guess it's cheaper than divorcing her, but, like... That's like a Walmart sale. (laughs) Yeah, like, do you honestly, like, out of all of these things, do you honestly think you're going to get away with it? Like, you're the husband. Five grand mysteriously goes out out of your bank account. Like... Well, that's that's it's like that old saying: you get what you pay for. If you're if someone's charging you five grand to to have someone hit, you know, have someone get knocked off, stop negotiating and run away because it's not for real. Yeah, it's like, like I, that's like that's like me saying, oh, I don't know, three grand. I don't know. <laughs> it's really not like a legit thing. Like 
tens of thousands of dollars, I'm sure, is like a legit hitman. And you never hear about that, though. Like, those are are the hits (laughs) that, like, they go through. And no one ever gets the wiser. But, like, it's the idiots that are like, you know, I'm going to take the uh, the used car sale with the, the car with three tires and no brakes and half an engine. And that's what then. Those are the ones that get caught when they do these murder for hire plots. Yeah, I mean, you got to hand it to the mob. They they know what to do. Like you, re- you rarely ever hear about anyone getting caught from the mob until someone starts snitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but like they don't get busted. They leave no evidence behind. I mean, look what happened to Dino Bravo. They still don't know who fucking killed them. It's been thirty years. So it, it's kind of, you know, go to the mob if you want something like that to happen. <laughs> And that was over. Really think about that one. It's over fucking cigarettes, so, or essentially what it was. It was claimed to be supposedly. I think I, yeah. I if you wanted, I read. I, I we I mentioned this on one of the um, when we talked about Dark Side of the Ring. Like I found a Reddit post from a, several years ago where a guy knew guy uh, talked to someone at the bar who kind of gave him some inside info, and there was a lot of shit going on. If you could believe that. But again, like, it's all hearsay and who knows. So if you want to hear that story, go back to our Dark Side of the Ring episode from last year and you can hear my tale. So, But even this, this guy, Danton, did this in what, like, oh, uh, it was like oh four, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a while ago. He, I don't even think he was in college yet. No, I'm sorry, he was. He was, uh, oh no, yeah, I'm, oh four, what am I saying? He was, he was in the NHL. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. But I'm think about this: O four was like kind of the beginning of the internet, so it's not like you could go on like the dark web, at, like with a, a VPN from another country, and try to like find this. Like, where do you go to well, like like how dumb can you be? That's, that's that's like I don't know. Like, I've been to many bars in my day. Mm-hmm. I've never sat next to a hit. Well, I don't know that, but I've never sat next to a hitman, and yeah. then had the conversation about doing a hit. Well, first of all, and no one's sitting there at the bar like, "Hey, what do you do? I'm a plumber. Oh, I'm a, I'm an electrician. Oh, I'm a hitman." Like, how does this get introduced? Well, the thing is that you say it was the beginning of the internet. Like, that's where a lot of this shit. The dark web, what the dark web kind of is, is it is a lot of those sites from the early days of the internet that, like, pretty much any site that was up and running in 1998 or 1999 cannot run anymore on like a normal web browser. So this dark web is able to still, from what I've been told, I haven't, I, I don't know how to get on the dark web. I'm an idiot. This dark web, a lot of it is these sites that kind of go undetected. So back in 04, 03, say he started doing this in 03. You could still kind of find those things if you knew where to look. Now, if you don't use the web, you talk to a guy. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a hockey player. You know, you come across some shady people, man. When you're when you're a celebrity or a sports figure, hey, I'll get you what you need. What do you want? You want coke? Hey, do you know somebody that can do some shit that's pretty damn illegal? Yeah, I know somebody who knows somebody. I'll have him call you. It's all it takes sometimes. So I can imagine him just kind of coming across the right guy or the wrong guy in this sense because he got caught and uh, had some connections and found somebody and it was the wrong guy <laughs> you know but like even with that was like he like was he actively like say he was at the bar and he was talking about this mm-hmm. like for him to get set up by a police an undercover police dispatcher like someone had to have double crossed this guy and I don't know like in a sense yeah I mean I don't want to see anyone die, but if I, like, found out that there was, like, a child molester, like, on my, I don't know, I'm, like, kind of those, uh, I'd be, like, one of the, the mob type, I'd have a mob mentality when it came to things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, did you see the new Halloween? No. Okay. No. I was gonna watch it yesterday, and I kind of was just like, oh, I really don't want to watch this. Well, in there, there's a, I'm not giving any spoilers, there's a mob mentality in it. And I'm more of what, I would probably be one of those guys. Like, mm-hmm. if I found out, let's put it this way, Freddy Krueger. I was just about to say that, you're going to be like a, the, the, one of the Elm Street parents who uh, burned his house down. Exactly. <laughs> that, that'd be more me. Like I Get a group I, together I, and kill him? Yeah, I could. But even with that, I think... It, when you 
know the, the the facts of prison that they don't like child molesters. I would find it more, and I guess maybe it was, maybe this was before any type of believability on like the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. But like, I would just go to the police and be like, "Listen, I didn't want to say this because he was my agent, yada yada, whatever the case may be," mm-hmm. and say that he did molest me or he raped me or he forced me into you know these situations, and try to look for justice on that end. Mm-hmm. Like did, I wonder if he ever tried to do that, and if no one believed him, or he was too ashamed. Like, it, there's a lot of complexity that goes into like thinking about murdering someone. You know what, man? When um, when you have that much trauma, and you're that angry, you know, you and you. I mean, pretty much look what happened with this guy. Like he got, he did get caught doing something else, and he was acquitted. Yeah. The law can work in your ways, and it can work in a way you don't want it to work. And it's been, you know, we've seen it swing, you know, both ways. With a lot of cases, you look at the Casey Anthony whole, the whole thing with Casey Casey Anthony. She got let off. Now she's roam around free when she was clearly guilty. Yeah, so well, OJ. There you go. There's another one. Well, that one, I believe, was done because they didn't want another riot on their hands. But that's, you know, a different story. It's, you know, they need evidence and they need to, like, they need clear-cut evidence to find this person guilty. And if they don't have that, there's nothing they can do. So, that's why I think, that's why I think it, uh... He probably was just like, I don't want this to go that way because he won't meet the justice he should be meeting. So I'll do it with my own hands and hire somebody. <laughs> you know, because you got to. Th- I mean, this is why, like, you know, you. you I mean, it's it, maybe it's a silly comparison. Um, you know, comic book v- vigilantes like Punisher. But he's probably the best one I can think of. Like he uh, mob killed his family. Law didn't do shit about it. He took justice into his own hands. Stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even with this, he's so high profile by playing in the NHL that, like, there's going to be something that's found out about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to do this, like you said, you hire it, you do it, and you get the fuck away. Like, you make sure that you're completely away from this. I, I mean,. The money situation can't be like because you see it all the time, and you look like I look at these people when I read these stories, and I'm like, how fucking dumb are you? You took out five grand out of your bank, like you've never taken that much, that large amount of a denomination out in your life. Well, he's a hockey player, so I mean, five grand. I mean, he was he wasn't a great hockey player, and he got drafted very. So I can't imagine he made less or made more than. I mean, he probably made six figures, but I don't think it was like anywhere near, like mid six figures. Say just for argument's sake or conversation, two hundred grand, and I'm sure like the Kang and Triple D will contest that because I I don't know what these guys make. So say, say half two, a million. All right, so say say he makes at most half a million. Five grand is a drop in is like a drop in a bucket, pretty much. I took out but five grand. Well, I need I put it down payment on a car, or I took it to uh, pay taxes. You know, like it could have it. It really could have gone anywhere. Now ten grand. That's when people start looking into shit. Yeah, but even with that, like, think about this: if he, this guy dies, and he and this uh, the the his coach, former coach, sports agent, whatever he was, he dies. You're obviously going to look at obviously family first. You know, right. I, I'm assuming is you know being an investigator in this, you're going to look at family first. If they're not there, then you're going to go with like acquaintances, friends. And obviously his clients. And now you look at none of them have any wacky things. I mean, I'm not I'm not dropping thousands of dollars to you, you know, just because, you know, we know each other for some unless I'm like buying a car from you. But then again, there's going to be a receipt, you know, Mm -hmm. there's going to show a transfer of a title, Mm -hmm. things like that. You're just giving five grand to someone. And like, what was it for? You know, you go and put a down payment on a car, you put a down payment on a house, you buy appliances for your new apartment, whatever it may be, you're you're getting receipts and there's tangible items there for it. Like, you, you, I, you, 
it's just it. I find it funny that you see a lot of people that do these hits. Like, I don't know. There's got to be some better way of transactioning. Yeah, and I agree with you. There is, but again, this guy, if if he was molested, he's not all right in the head. You know, you can't be all right in the head if you're ordering a hit a hit on somebody, and you know, spending five grand, which is measly sum. Um, he probably saw it. Oh, five grand. Here you go. Take it. Like, just do it and get it over with. I want this guy dead. And uh, that's probably his thought process. He's probably not thinking of. Uh, what he's thinking is, okay, someone else is killing him. The blood's on their hands. It won't come back to me. You know, the end. And, and I get that, too. And I always look at it the other way. If Say I'm a hitman. My job is to be a professional killer. Mm-hmm. Richard Kuklinski. You know, I'm a professional killer. And the FBI, the... The state police, the you know whoever, the local jurisdictions see that I'm I'm their number one suspect in six murders. I'm spilling the beans on everybody because at that point you know you're going to prison forever. You really don't have a chance yeah, to get out of it. Yeah, you know what? Then what happens is they come after your family. I mean, you're in jail. They can't, or they know somebody in jail, which is a lot, of, which is pretty true. A lot of these guys know a lot of people in jail kill this guy and, uh, you know, your wife and kids at home, they'll get more money. You know, take care of him. He, he ratted on us. Take care of him. They'll come back. Yeah, That's why a lot of these I, mob guys, they they rat and then they go into hiding. I mean, that's what I don't get, though. Like, if you're in, in that deep where you're a, a contract killer, you know you're going to prison. You're never going to see your family... It, in a in a physical contact type thing again, I mean, essentially, you're you're even if you're still on paper married, you're divorced. Yeah, you know, if if if, if our if we got put into prison for the rest of our lives, our wives aren't going to sit there and wait for us, you know, to croak so that they could be buried next to us. Mm-hmm. They're going to move on. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So at that point, like, and again, you're a killer. You're a contract killer. You know, life really means nothing to you. So if someone was going to snuff out your wife, the fact that you're in a profession where at any given moment you could be arrested in the process of, like, family I don't think is really that major of a, of a priority in your in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have no problem about ruining someone else's family, so who cares about your own family? I don't know. I, I couldn't get into the psyche of being one. Mm. I could never be a professional hitman. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. So, for anyone who's wondering, me and Joe are not professional hitmen. No, absolutely not. We've never mentioned our professions on this podcast, but we are not professional hitmen. No, we are not. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, out of all of the jobs in the world, we've we've eliminated one from now. You can start guessing what we are. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just. I, I never understood that whole thing about it. It just, it always, it always shocked me. Like, yeah. that people are that dumb to sit there and do such small amounts of money for people like, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And if anything, why wouldn't you go to like another country? Find a person that, like, if you really want this person dead, find someone that's in a non-extraditable country, have them come, do it, and then you move to the, another country. Well, you know why? Because... Say you go to Europe and hire some Slovakian to do it. Now you got to deal with passports. Why is he going into the country? Like it, it's too much shit. Just cross the southern border. Yeah. Well, if you get a free phone in the house. Yeah, I guess you could. But like again, like it's it's still like it's a lot of shit. While he, you got someone right here in America that could do it for five thousand dollars. Yeah. So why bother going over there? Again, he uh-huh. probably came a peak found somebody, whether it's the internet or through a connection, and he saw a deal, and he's like, okay, here you go, and here's the money, and take care of it, and he was pretty much done after that. <laughs> his hands are, he washed his hands of it. I mean, I, I'd Roman Polanski the shit out of this if I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you're stuck over there. <laughs> <laughs> 
depends what country you're in, I guess. I guess so. Well, where was he? Sweden? Is he in Sweden or is uh, he in France? I don't know. If it, it probably is France. They probably they don't they don't cooperate with us whatsoever. Yeah, they're pussies there. Yeah. Not a big fan of the French in this podcast. No, we are most certainly not. Well, so um, you so you have a story to end uh, end our podcast. Yes, Dog the Bounty Hunter is now currently unemployed. Yeah. Uh. So the la- I believe the last time we aired, we talked about um that girl dying, and I, f- I forgot her name already. I'm so Gabby. Gabby. We played a little clip of her getting uh, pulled over with her. Uh, Brian Brian Laundry, I believe his name was. Well, anyway, so today it broke that um, his remains were found on a beach in Florida. He didn't go that far, supposedly. And uh, yes, we really don't in have the Florida National Park. Yeah, we really don't have too much info because again, it just broke today. They they found his remains either last night or early early this morning, and then they confirmed it later on today that it was his remains. Um, so I'm sure within the next couple of days we'll be hearing about it or you'll hear about it. Um, so it is, it is tragic because now you're never going to know what happened. Yes. You're and never going to know what I happened mean, to this girl. I guess a little bit on where they found him. I guess they, where they actually found his body, they looked, they were in that area, but they couldn't find him because the water was high. And I guess now, the, I don't know if they maybe drained the area that he was in or just through the, the changing of the seasons now because it's starting to get probably a little bit cooler in Florida, probably not much, but it, I guess the water receded and then and they found his remains. They said that it was a skeleton. And my wife's like, well, how could it be a skeleton? I'm like, do you know how many animals, like how many animals were probably chomping on this guy? Well, the fish alone. The heat. Yeah, the heat. You know, like, like yeah. I mean, you're in, a, you're in a fucking hot tub down there. Mm-hmm. I mean... And if Florida National Park is, like I said, it's it's the Everglades. It's gators and fucking snakes and any other type of, you know, fish, things like that. But it, it like, my question is, was he murdered now or did he kill himself? Like, that's... From what... Now, I kind of, I didn't really dive deep into this, but one thing I saw online is that maybe... The parents knew he was dead, and without anyone, I guess, seeing, maybe they took his body there. Because, like you said, they already kind of went over that area before. Just maybe toss him in the ocean or something. Again, I mean, that's just a it's just a, a theory out there that they, you know, he he might have died somewhere else. The parents knew where his body was, and. I don't know. It sounds kind of stupid, but uh, I don't. I mean, think, the, I don't the think logical thing is that he probably killed himself. He probably he most likely killed himself. I mean, I, I, you would almost go ninety-eight percent on that. Absolutely. But again, who knows? Maybe the parents were like, "You fucked up," you know, and did maybe like a mercy kill because who knows if he could have handled prison, you know? I mean, and I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, maybe, maybe. Again, wild conspiracy theory out there, and this is not from me hearing it, but just thinking about it. Maybe they killed her. They kidnapped him, drove the van down to Florida, knowing where he lived because of being registered or finding his ID. You know, maybe went to go killed him. I mean, th- th- that's the sad part. Unless you find the suicide note, it, it, this is going to almost be like an unsolved murder, double murder. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I that that is a th- I mean, there's going to be countless theories over the years. What he should have done is, if he was going to kill himself, at least confess to it and say, this is what happened. At least give the family a little bit of peace of mind, like, so they kind of know what happened to the girl. Because right now, now, forever and always, you're, no one's ever going to know, unless the parents know. And yeah. that's going to be the next thing. Like, they're going to really interrogate those parents hard because uh, they obviously must know something. He came home at some point, so he... They, they, I think they might know a little something. Now, if the, both those parents end up dead, then you got something. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the scary part because, again, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know, like, maybe, maybe, I mean, these kids were not working. They were doing a video blog. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, who knows if they got into any type of drug problem? You know, maybe they ripped off. I mean, again, I don't know if they were drug addicts. It doesn't seem like they were. No, I don't but, think so. From you know, my, maybe they were muling drugs across the country in their van. This is, I mean, I, I think I mentioned this on the last time we, we did this. Uh, from what I think happened, I mean, if you saw that video where they got pulled over, she was, uh, she was a lot. She, I'm not saying she deserved to die, but she, you know, she was beating the shit out of him at one point when they were driving. I think he, I think she, they got into an argument, and one thing led to another. I think he probably pushed her. She fell, hit her head, dead. Um, he probably hid the body somewhere, and they found it, and I think he got scared, took off, knew he was going to go to jail. Because not only are you going to jail for, you know, an accidental murder, but now you're, you're, um, it's a multiple, you're avoiding police, uh, you're, you know, you're it's pretty much like a, you know, hit and run kind of thing. Um, you knew he was done. So, killed himself. End of story. But, we'll never know. Unless the parents know a lot more than they're letting on, and that comes out someday, but as of right now, no one knows anything, and now you got two kids dead, and, uh, it's just a, it's just a tragic tale all around. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather, I mean, if he legit didn't do it, but obviously everything's against him. Because, I mean, you have the Lacey Peterson thing, and you have, you have a bunch of high-profile that are uh, making a murder thing. You have all these things where husbands or significant others kill their, their spouse or whatnot, and they're always the number one suspect. But if you, like, truly didn't do it, automatically in the court of public opinion, you're guilty. Oh, yeah. uh, but I would almost want to, like, try to, I don't know, maybe fight for my right to prove I was innocent. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. But. And, I mean, it's not like he's an adult. It's not like they were married where, you know, they were sharing things. There was economical problems. No, he was an adult. I think he was 24. Yeah, I mean, these are kids. But he still, he still would have been tried as an adult. Yeah, as an adult. But I'm just saying that it's not like they he's had any vested... Kid life connection right you know they didn't have children in common they didn't own a house together there was no economical things mm-hmm. it, it would almost seem like at, at that age if you're not getting along with break up i, I don't know well I, again yeah you're right and you, you know but um that's why i really kind of lean more toward it was like an, he might have done it on accident and then got scared and kind of ran off that's where I. That's where I really am leaning toward. Uh, we could really, if you really want to, kind of get into theories. Maybe he just left her on the side of the road. <laughs> he left her on the side of the road after an argument, and uh, someone else killed her. Yeah, I mean, it, then he, but he, and then he gets scared because he looks guilty because he's the last one with her. And but if he killed himself, then it's more signs that he did it. But uh-huh. I'm just kind of throwing theories out there. So. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting in the next few days to see if there's a suicide note or there was, you know, an unusual way that he died. Yeah, if you don't hear anything in the next week, then you're not going to hear anything for a long time. So yeah. that's that's what that's how most of these things go. You'll hear about it. If someone knows something, it'll come out in the next week. See, and that's what always bothers me about, like, these unsolved-type murders. Or, like, look at the Vegas shooting. Like... Mm-hmm. This was how many years ago? This was three years ago. Mm-hmm. You still don't have any. There's no, no news about it. No essential closure on it. And if there was, again, there's no news on it. So you never, you never read about it. Yeah. But like, what caused this guy? How, like, the, the, like those are the ones that I like really like to dive deep into. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right about the Vegas guy. That they they killed him before they got any kind of answers. Yeah, yeah. No. but there's got to be something. Like there has to be. Like someone there. just doesn't do that without any motivation. Yeah, there's got to be. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Nine times out of ten, guys mentally mentally ill and just one day snaps. It's like that McDonald's yeah. killing from the '80s. The guy just kind of had it one day, and he went down to the McDonald's and just shot up the place. Just normal guy, and then he just kind of had it and snapped. So. Funny thing, uh, we were uh, we had we had a wedding. 
one of my wife's friends, and we actually drove past Newtown, Connecticut. And it's, I didn't realize how close it was to us. Oh, yeah. It's not that... It's, what, it's like, real close. How, how far was it from uh, your house? It might have been an hour. Yeah, it's, I know it was fairly close. Like, yeah. driving... To, well, it's Connecticut, so of course, but... Yeah, I know, and I, I do remember that. I remember it was pretty, it was pretty close to that, so... Um, yeah, just... Uh, weird when you think about these things yeah it really is um alright well follow us on twitter bull in the ring pc instagram bull ring pc uh facebook under joe tom you can find us on podbean podcoin spotify google Podcasts, and apple music hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and rate and view us so other people can hear this wonderful podcast uh, yes anything you'd like to add before we go uh enjoy the spooky seat only a week left. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our favorite time of the year. And uh, cheer on my Islanders. Yeah. Even though they lost in, oh, they lost in overtime. So we got a point. So I'm all right with that. We're cheering the Bulls. They're 1-0. They're undefeated so far. That's right. Basketball just started. Basketball has started. Yeah. I was a little confused because I saw it. I'm like, ah, oh, the Bulls are 3-0. and And then I realized it was preseason. And I got really disappointed all over again. So. <laughs> so here's hoping they have a good season because the Giants are not having a good season whatsoever. And the Yankees are out of the playoffs. So. That's that for yeah, I don't even know who's in baseball playoffs. So. Yeah, it's not important anymore. No. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. She got there down by the stream. Cause I'd seen her a minute before the van pulled up and opened the door. I can't say a single word about what I saw for her. Her killers, they got their friends in familiar places. I tell you, man, I can't go down to the water's edge. I didn't do it, I saw them dead. Don't go down to the water's edge. They did it once, they can do it again. Shame, cause I didn't